0: BLOB TALK RADIO I'm going to a city that's set on a hill Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there Go into going to the city, it lies four square, the gates are made of jasper, and I'll see Jesus there, I'm going to the city, and it's it. A- Hello everybody,
1: God bless you today, this is Susan Puzio, and I want to welcome you to the Prophetic News radio broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, and we're also heard on Christian Sentinel Radio. Which is also on Blog Talk Radio, and that's with Jackie Alnor. And we also have our YouTube channel, which is under my name, Susan Puzio. And we have our website, propheticnews.com. There's so many articles on that website. Just over the years, I've accumulated so many different articles from many different ministries. And so if you're uh, hungry for knowledge, there's so many good articles there, especially in the archives. And also we have two books and they're both available on Amazon. My newest book is Paula White, The Heretic in the White House, The Miracle Selling Huckster. Became the spiritual advisor to the world's most powerful man, and how does that happen? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to believe, right? Yeah, hard to believe. Anyway, that's there, and then my book on seed faith. Can a man bribe God? And we're we're going to hear some hucksters today. Some other hucksters jensen franklin oh i had such a good laugh this morning listening to him and marcus lamb on this telethon they were doing about a year ago the things that they come up with i don't know how they come up with these things that they say god is a motion detector god that one oh man. god is a motion detector god and then what you let go out of your hand god lets go out of his down i God lets go out of his hand I didn't know that God had $5 bills Up there in heaven I I didn't know that I didn't know that he had $50 bills Somehow the money by osmosis Or something When you give it to Marcus Or you give it to Jensen Somehow it gets up there to heaven And it gets in God's hand And then all of a sudden The motion detector God Sets into motion And then he drops money down and then it gives you a miracle. That's what they want you to believe. I don't know how people fall for it. I, I'm I, I'm just baffled. I just I can't even believe that it still goes on. But what prompted me to talk about this today is there was an article that I came across and uh, about this week, and Jensen was bragging about how God gave him the money to go on TV and basically launch this monster out into the world who calls himself a pastor and he's a wolf. Um, but God didn't give him anything except his only begotten son. And I don't think Jensen has accepted Jesus yet because he doesn't know him. He he talks about Jesus like he's some funny person that you, you have to hand him $5 bills. Otherwise he doesn't hear your prayer. So, uh, Jensen, you need to get saved. I'm telling you, you just need to get saved. So we're going to play some of that. And then we have the uh, Dave Ramsey story, which I'll read a little bit of that to you, that Dave Ramsey gave away $10 million recently, which they paid people's debts off. And that was very nice. Now that's Christianity in action because You know, the prosperity preachers, they tell you that in order for you to be a blessing to people, you have to give them money. And then the more money you give them, the more money you're going to get back. So then you can be a bigger blessing to people. But I noticed that a lot of these preachers that got this PPP money, the payroll protection plan money, from the government, which I don't know why they were bailing out these churches, but some of them were buying jets. One guy, this Mac Hammond, he bought two jets. I don't know if he used the PPP money, but yet he, he, he bought two new jets. And then, of course, Marcus Lamb, he bought a jet. And then uh, Inside Edition did that expose on him about a month ago or so. And you can see that on YouTube and so then, he got caught doing something. I don't know what exactly, but anyway, he gave the four million back. He paid back the loan. <laughs> Ooh, that must have hurt because Marcus—he's so greedy. Oh, he's so greedy. I'm telling you. So and then, I hadn't talked about this before the. Ravi Zacharias story, the sex scandal that he, he was involved in even before he died. And of course he died in 2020 and it seems like the story is true. They, there was so many different stories going around. So I didn't really want to report on it until I was sure that I had my facts straight. And, uh, It's a very sad state of affairs for this man whose legacy is now ruined and he couldn't control himself. But, of course, I believe that these monsters are created by church folk because church folk, for some reason, they want to worship the pastor. And a lot of these pastors demand your worship. They demand that you call them by a title, and they won't let you call them by their first name so that that place is uh, something between you and him where, of course, he's higher than you and he's not. He's just a man like anybody else and he just, he has a Bible and he quotes the Bible. So, But, of course, God does have fivefold ministry gifts for the church. But, you know, these people, these uh, men, mostly, they're not supposed to Uh, use it to manipulate people and they're not supposed to use their position for greedy gain for themselves. But what happens is that because they tell people to give them 10% of their money and then they start, their congregations start growing. And before you know it, they're taking in millions of dollars and people are worshiping them and making idols out of these people. And then they're having Pastor Appreciation Day, and they're having the pastor's anniversary, and the pastor's birthday, and the first lady's birthday, and the first lady appreciation day, and whatever. So they're always, you always have to show them you're uh, idolizing them by giving them these offerings. So it's ridiculous because I I know on my birthday when I was Going to some of these churches, I didn't even get a card. I I got nothing, <laughs> and yet because it's the pastor's birthday, they bought him a boat. One pastor, I don't know uh, when I was over at uh, Norval Hayes Ministry for a while before before I came out of the Word of Faith movement. They people used to give, him, and Norval was rich as far as he owned a lot of real estate he had homes all over the place and he was he was uh a millionaire in his own right the people were forever giving him money uh buying him cadillacs and cashmere coats and they would do anything to uh get his attention or especially if they could have a private conversation with him and uh I used to think, what is wrong with these people? But yet, he liked it. He he, he didn't do anything to stop it either, which was wrong. And you can't let people idolize you. You can't let people go chasing after you like you have something special that they can't have. That's not the way we're supposed to treat each other. And yet, these monsters are created in these, especially in these mega churches. But a lot of these leaders demand submission that you have to submit to them under, and you can't leave their church. It's like uh, Paula White was saying a couple weeks ago that if you want to leave her church, you have to come to her first. And she has to release you to the next pastor. I don't think so. I don't think so. And even uh, Jensen Franklin was saying something so stupid, too, that you can't, you can't leave a church and you, you should stay no matter what and don't go here and there. Well, if, if I had a pastor like you, Jensen, I would run for my life out of the building, let me tell you. I would be running for my life. And you don't deserve to be a pastor, you're a wolf and a thief and a liar. And you can call me up here on my broadcast if you like, and you can refute the, the charges. But I find you guilty of extortion and excess and all the things Jesus told the Pharisees and the hypocrites off. So don't be lying about Jesus. Jesus. And saying that you have to put $50 in Jesus' hand, and then all of a sudden some kind of magic happens because you lay a $50 bill in Jesus' hand when there's no evidence at all in the New Testament of anybody ever walking up to Jesus and putting money in his hand and saying, Jesus, here's my seed, and now can I have household salvation? Can I have... My kids off of drugs. Can I have my marriage fixed? That's what they were telling people at this telethon. if they would listen to God, and of course God wasn't talking, Jensen was talking, and and Marcus was talking. I, God wasn't talking; they were talking. And uh, but they're telling you that God's saying that you have to give fifty dollars a month. And You pledge for a year, and then watch what's going to happen. Yeah, watch what's going to happen. You're going to be broke next year. After the year is over, you're still going to be broke. So don't give your money to these con artists. And another thing, people are falling into these traps with these, uh, mainly these people from Africa, they tell you they send you an email and tell you you you're they want to give you an inheritance of a few million dollars or they call you on the phone and they tell you that you have to go get gift cards to get this bill paid or to get this discount or to get this prize or whatever and then you go get the gift cards and then they take the gift cards and you never hear from them again don't fall for this stuff nobody's giving you uh an inheritance of $30 million that they have in some bank account, and they're telling you that you have to give money to get these things. I know of a few people that have fallen for those scams, and don't fall for it. If you get this kind of thing and you start getting a little weak, call your friend and tell your friend, or call your mother or somebody. You know. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. I I knew of one lady, an older lady. She was so hooked on this stuff that she lost her house. I didn't know her at the time because if I would have known her, I would have warned her. But somebody told me about this. And she lost her house. She was giving away all her savings to these con artists. And even then she, she fell for it again after she lost her house. And she fell for, for it again. It was sending people... Things And she had a sister that was like 90 years old and she actually cashed in her burial policy <laughs> yeah, to send these people money. I was like, what is wrong with you? Everybody wants something for nothing. So it's the same thing with these seed faith scammers. They do the same thing than these tithing scammers. They tell you, blah, blah, you have to give me this and you're giving it to god and and God is so pleased with your selfish donation that He jumps off the throne and He sends down fifty dollar bills He puts money in your bank account, and your boss likes you, your boss will give you a better job uh, all of a sudden you'll be noticed and you'll get a promotion and uh, I can't believe it. I can't even believe it. I'm telling you, it was, it was like the comedy hour. It's like the comedy hour, except it's not funny. It's not funny because you're really, in reality, you are blaspheming the Holy Ghost when you talk like that. And Jesus Christ gave his life for us. What more do you want? You, you can't believe that God loves you. But you think that you have to give him $50? What is wrong with people? I, what is going on? I, and all oh, the phones were ringing off the hook. Eh, they're ringing off the hook, and, and they're buying properties, and they're buying jets, and mansions, and whatever. They're laughing all the way to the bank. And they think that God doesn't see this, and God's not going to judge them over it. I wouldn't want to be you, Jensen. And I wouldn't want to be you either, Marcus, that when Jesus said, Depart from me, I never knew you. So you can blab about all the blessings you have and, oh, look what God did for me. And God didn't do anything for you except try to save you. And you might want to get saved, both of you, so you don't wind up in the lake. Amen. But I want to tell you something, my faithful listeners and anybody else that's listening that hasn't been here before. You don't have to give God any money to get him to bless you or to answer your prayers. You give money to other people to help them. You give money to your church to help your church out of the, out of the goodness of your heart, out of love for your brethren, not because you want God to do something back for you. You don't have to pay him off. You don't have to bribe him. You don't don't have to do that. You just have to ask. Jesus said it. He said ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Amen? So, don't fall for this stuff. Just, God loves us. And he loves us. He hears our prayers when we cry out to him. Whether you cry, some of these Word of of faith preachers, they tell you, oh, God doesn't hear you. He doesn't hear those uh, begging prayers and those crying prayers and whatever. But however you pray or you cry out to God, he hears you. He hears you. And however he chooses to bless you or however he chooses to answer you, it's up to him because we only we only know in part. We see through a glass darkly. We think we know things. There's things that in my life I wanted. And I was sure that God wanted me to have those things too. But he didn't give me some of those things. And I, I can say, thank you, Jesus. Now, you know, <laughs> looking back on it, and and i think to myself oh god thank you you didn't give me what i wanted because i would have been in one big mess so sometimes we don't understand things we don't understand why we have to go through certain trials and tribulations i can't tell you why because but one thing i can tell you is that jesus promised us that in this world we would have tribulation he said that so we're going to have it one way or the other And, of course, we're going through this terrible crisis right now with this virus, which, dear God, help us. Because it it doesn't seem real, this whole thing. And it just seems to be getting worse. And then there's this new variant coming out. Oh, dear Lord. Lord. And they're they're trying to tell you, well, your life might get back to normal by 2022. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's going to get back to normal. I mean, that's my personal opinion. You know, I could be wrong, but I don't think it's going to get back to normal. And It's not normal. Life isn't normal like it used to be when you're in your house. Yeah, it's normal. But when you go outside, it's not normal. Everybody's wearing masks and uh, people don't want to stand next to you, whatever. They don't want to get too close. And so, yeah, it's, it's a strange twilight zone kind of world, right? So I know I, I know some of you you already had this thing or you, you know people that have passed away from it and and it's terrible. It's just terrible what's happening. And we can't believe it because we didn't think that we were really going to go through all these things even though Jesus said we would. But it's hard to believe when it really happens. It's like people that have crimes committed against themselves or their families. They say, we always, we never thought it was true. We would see it on television and it might be somebody else's family, but they would never think that it was going to be them. And and it's the same thing with this thing. We never thought that even though we knew we we were in the end times, we never thought we were really going to be in the end times. Right. And all the things that the book of revelation talks about, And we say, oh, Lord, we are here in this big mess. And so we have to do whatever we can do to spread the gospel and to share the good news of Jesus Christ and his salvation, his promise of eternal life and forgiveness of sins, which only Jesus can do those things for people. And it's a free gift. There's no no charge for the for these gifts, and there's no charge for answered prayers and we have to occupy him, and we have to occupy till he comes, and we will we just pray that God gives us the strength to get through these days. And the days are dark for many, many people. And I, I can see why people can despair, especially if they don't know the Lord. You could really despair because you your life before was you got in the car, you went wherever you wanted, and you, you went to a football game, or you went to a basketball game, or you went to the to the beach, or you went to a swimming pool, or you went to a picnic or whatever, and now you have to think twice about all these things so it certainly is strange days, but anyway, I'm going to play a couple of these jensen now this this was hysterical this. And this one is the Jensen Franklin comedy hour, okay, because it's so ridiculous. Here's Jensen Franklin at this telethon. He says that God has a motion sensor. Thank God.
2: Well, I think we need to remind ourselves of God's law of attraction is he's always drawn to a need. That's why the woman, when she had the, vessels and they were all full the bible said the oil stopped but the thing that attracted god was the need as long as there's emptiness as long as there is a need god is drawn to that need that's god's law of attraction that's why he told the prophet dig ditches i'm about to send the rain and and your your vessel is not big enough to contain my outpouring And so he created a need by digging the ditch and God's law of attraction. My point to you is this, the very need that you have is the very thing that God is drawn to. That when you get to a place you don't need God, then that's when he he stops pouring out the blessings in your life. But when you present that need to him, when you say, Lord, here's my family, here's my marriage, here's my situation, here's my business here's that contract, here's that house, here's the needs that I have, and I'm presenting that to you. I'm sowing my seed, believing today that you can meet this need in my life. That brings God's law of attraction. When you have a need, God is attracted not to full, but to empty. God is not attracted to plenty. He's attracted to those who have needs, and you have not because you ask not we serve a motion sensitive god just like they have motion sensitive lights and motion sensitive um, faucets water faucets that i like those by the way i don't like to touch the faucet handles i like it to go in bathrooms and 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 you just when you move it moves the water flows when you move something the light comes on Well, I'm going to tell you, we serve a motion-sensitive God. And he's saying, when you move, I move. When you do what you can do, I'll do what you cannot do.
1: (laughs) I didn't know that. Did you know that? God has a motion sensor? Yeah. This guy's crazy. Oh, dear. Anyway, I, I'm going to play this other clip where he talks about Shambach, basically getting him started. This is uh, in television ministry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's that Paula's his sister. You know, <laughs> Paul is his sister. <laughs> they're the they're twins. Yeah, they're twins. Anyway, um, I'm going to see. If, if it's going to come up in this audio, let's see if the, this will come up about him and Shambach. And of course, you know, Shambach was a big scammer too. So, uh, but Jensen says that uh, Shambach took up this $138,000 offering so that Jensen could get started in TV and expand his ministry. You know, he doesn't have a ministry.
0: So
2: let's see if this is it. The biggest opportunity I had ever received in the natural in my life. I, it was beyond anything I could imagine. But we prayed and fasted, and God said, stay. Stay right where you are. Success for you is stay. And I'm telling you, it was the hardest thing back then. I didn't know, sure. but I, I said, no, I'm sorry, I'm so honored, but I can't do it. To make a long story short, that ministry and that building is no longer even there. Oh, but man. but what God has done for us, we bought 156 acres that used to be a um, dairy farm and a bee farm. It was flowing with milk and honey.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and we built our right, sanctuary. Honey. We have eight campuses. And by the way... One of the campuses that God gave us, the building that God literally gave us, Eighth the building, camp- one eight. of our campuses is in Orange County, California, and there are thousands mm. of people who attend there. And I would have missed all of that if I had quit just because it wasn't easy, just because it was hard, just because, like you said, during that time, my My, one of my main leaders left because the church was growing and he didn't like some of the changes and it was the most discouraging. He was the, he was the head of my board of directors and he, when he walked Mm -hmm. off, it was like a down domino effect feeling all through the church and right in the middle of that, The enemy whispers, the grass is greener over here, but it wasn't. And God's speaking that to somebody listening to me right now. Stay right where you are. God is faithful. God will do what he promised he would do, and this is the place. Sometimes you have to put down your foot and say, this is the place, and now is the time, and I am the one, and the hard places lead to high places.
3: Well, Pastor, these are the things that make a life. These are the turning places, the forks in the road, where if nothing else comes from this podcast, we can convince our listeners to spend more time really praying, staying silent before the Lord, and doing what you did before you made a decision, because we can be tempted to take something better. It may look so much better in reality, maybe, uh, for the short run, and yet God wasn't in it at any point was he in that move for you. Uh, you know, we've all had to make those calls, but I, I'm disappointed. I see so many college students, so many former students of mine making the kind of decisions that That's were good. short. You know, they didn't see the long run. Right. How could you advise us to seek God and hear his voice? I mean, you're a professional hearer of God. I mean, you hear his voice, and we know that. What has been your experience to grow that and to get w- wiser in our
2: hearing? Well, I think that we have to understand that God's time is different from our time. And um, many, many times the greatest miracles God will do in your life come in the most inopportune times. That's just how, when I look back, Dr. Green, when you study the life of Jesus and the miracles that he performed,
0: yeah, most he of them the of were
2: divine interruptions to the normal schedule he was taking the woman with the issue of blood was an interruption and had he not been sensitive he was on his way to do, go do something else but it mm-hmm. was an it was it was his sensitivity and it was the fact that she interrupted him and many times i think we miss god's blessings because we have our schedule and we have our timing when god is supposed to do it i tell the story in the book about me you know starting television we had i'd been at the church about four or five years and we we'd just finished and built our new sanctuary and uh this was the first building that we built and and it was um it was quite a stretch for us to do that we we had built it and got in it and been in it a few weeks And a preacher by the name of R.W. Schambach called me.
3: Schambach? Yeah, R.W.
2: Schambach. He was a Pentecostal preacher, and boy, he could preach. And back, he was in the heyday of his ministry. He was on all over Christian TV, and he Mm -hmm. had thousands of people wherever he went to preach show up. And he called, and on a Saturday, I'll never forget it, and he said, hey, I've heard about your new church, and I'm going to be in Atlanta, and I'd like to come speak on Sunday night, which, I mean, for him to call me, this guy could preach anywhere he wanted. And That's I funny. said, I would be so honored, and so he was late for church. Oh. We didn't get to talk. Oh. He gets up, and and he was supposed to preach and take an offering for his ministry, and instead of taking an offering for his ministry, he said, God spoke to me, and he said, this Church and this pastor is supposed to. I don't know him. I've never met him. He said that. He, we still. We, the only time we met was on the platform, and we didn't speak five. But he five words. But he said to. But he said the Lord wants him on TV, and we're going to take up an offering and put him on TV. And that night, he took up a cash offering for one hundred and thirty-eight thousand dollars. Still one of the most mm-hmm. miraculous miracles. Here's mm-hmm. here's the one point. you
3: remember. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: went out the next week and bought TV cameras. But here's my point. I would have never chosen that time because we were we were in a new building. I needed to hire staff. We needed furniture. We needed so many things. In my mind, TV ministry would be three to five years down the road. But God had the timing, and God had the blessing. And when he did that, we went on television, and it wasn't long until... Uh, TBN and other networks reached out to us and said, "We've seen your TV show. Would you uh, would you come be a part of bro- our of our broadcast ministry?" And we began to go to hundreds of nations of the world. My point is, if God told you to be in a certain place, think of all that I would have missed, Doctor Green, if I had not stuck with it. And if you're in college, I don't care how. Oh,
1: yeah, he, yeah. uh, yes, I like your comment, Shannon, about Shambach being a carpetbagger. <laughs> That's good.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, Guy didn't put him on TV, put himself on TV, and then he, he got him, he, his claim to fame is really how uh, Jensen Franklin got famous in these. Circles that he runs around in is because he was pimping over there at TBN. They would hire him. He was a hireling for uh, TBN and these other networks to go and do these begathons, these shamathons. And so he was good at it. He's good at it. He's good at getting that check, getting you to uh, get your checkbook out and make a donation or sow a seed, as they say. So that, that was his claim to fame, and that's the only reason TVN called him or anybody else was calling him, because they said, boy, we we have a whole bevy full of hucksters here, and we have to add some people in case some of these other people die off that we use on a regular basis, like Gavin Zini. You don't hear about him too much anymore. I wonder whatever happened to him. And Shambok. And Murdoch, I know he's still around, still scamming. But that was Jensen's claim to fame. So Jensen, you didn't do it on your own. Uh, the only reason Shambach came to your church is because he was looking for another offering. And then uh, he takes up a big offering for you. So I'm sure you reciprocated in many ways over the years. Shambach was no fool like that. He was he was the number one or number two fleecer behind the rest of them. Anyway, God didn't put you on TV. God doesn't put so-called Christians on so-called Christian television to be scamming people. God doesn't have anything to do with that. So here's here's Jensen now. This was 10 years ago. So you'll see how he progressed now. <laughs> this, is, this was 10 years ago. He was doing the Daystar telethon, and here's how he acted then.
2: Hell is to destroy them with drugs, to kill them in some car, to, 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 to let them lose their life in some drug deal. But in the name of Jesus, let's cancel the devil's assignment. Let's cancel the devil's assignment. We don't have to just be victims of circumstances. We can take authority. When Jesus walked down on the sea when it was trouble, he canceled the devil's assignment. The devil wanted to kill every disciple in that boat, but Jesus canceled the devil's assignment. We have that authority through his name to cancel the devil's assignment. 1-800-329-0029 or in the (laughs) Dallas-Fort Worth area, 444-0029. Right now, I believe there's still about 100 people left that God is speaking to, to be one of the 300, to say, I'm going to give a one-time gift of $300 or $50 a month for the next six months is what I pledge. And I'm doing it, not that I'm buying a blessing, not that I can buy a blessing, but I'm doing it linking my faith to a specific harvest,
0: and that is to cancel
2: this assignment from hell. I'm canceling. And the first thing I want you to say when you call, please don't call and say, I'm going to give $300. Please don't do that. Call and say, I'm canceling the devil's assignment. I hear the voice of the Spirit in that little word that he's saying. And I'm one of the 300 to cancel the devil's assignment. Yes, I'm going to help that dynamic ministry keep preaching the gospel and expand their ministry. But beyond that, I feel this rhema word. I'm canceling the devil's assignment.
1: Yeah, that was a ram of word. Send $300 to Daystar, and the devil won't ever come and bother you anymore. You can cancel the devil's assignment. That's vintage Jensen Franklin. So, Jensen, that's how you built your scam ministry, your uh, wolf ministry. Oh, please. And eight campuses. What's wrong with people? Why would you even waste your time going over there, getting up in the morning and, and getting dressed and driving over there to sit under such a horrible man? This guy's a reprobate. I know my friend, uh, the Wolf Tracker, he has a book out about Jensen Franklin, Spirit of Python Dunce, where he goes into his whole uh Spirit of Python nonsense that this book that he wrote that made him a New York Times bestseller
0: <laughs>
1: anyway uh that's out there, and if you I guess if you put it into Google Spirit of Python dunce, Jensen Franklin, the book would probably come up or he might have it on his website. I think his website is freechurchbooks.com and he has he has several really good books.
4: But anyway, he
1: was he was t- taking uh Jensen Franklin to the woodshed like <laughs> That's how it works in these circles, is they they, they play political games. You come to my church, I'll go to your church, and and they exchange uh, offerings. They exchange airplanes. Here, you can use my plane. No, you can use my plane. And then these telethons, and they pay them big money to come and do these telethons. And they raise a lot of money. And they like you to think that God's blessing them, but no, it's like King David said, "I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than be a pimp." In other words, that's what he was saying. Uh, So, and you say, I know some people that listen to me; they've heard this before, so they might not ask this question. But in case you have, you say to you, you say, Susan, how could you say that word that they're pimps? Well, I'll tell you why. And if you go to Hosea and you have to have a King James Bible for this, I, I think almost all the other ch- translations take the word whore out of out of it. So you wouldn't even know that the Bible was saying this. And, uh, but the King James has the word whore in it and has the word whoring, whoring. And, Hosea 9.1 says, Rejoice not, O Israel, for joy as other people, for thou hast gone a-whoring from thy God. Thou hast loved a reward upon every corn floor. Yeah. So you loved all those rewards. You love all those rewards you're getting, and you go a-whoring. So I didn't make it up. I didn't write it. That's coming from the, the Lord ezekiel twenty three thirty I will do these things unto thee because thou hast gone a whoring after the heathen and thou because thou art polluted with their idols amen ezekiel six nine and they that escape of you shall remember me among the nations whether they shall be carried captives yeah they are captives yeah because I am broken with their whorish heart, which has departed from me, and with their eyes, which go a whoring after their idols, and they shall loathe themselves for the evils which they have committed in all their abominations. That's these preachers. That's a word for these preachers. Psalm 106.39, this one's good. Thus were they defiled, it was their own words, and went a whoring with their own inventions. And that's their own invention. That's their own invention, this whole seed faith thing. There's no, no, where in the whole Bible where the where seed is ever money. It's never money. It's, there's no, if you put money in the ground, you're not going to get anything. When they're talking about seed, they're either talking about having children or they're talking about actual crops. They're not talking about money. So they lie. They lie. They are defiled with their own works. Second Chronicles twenty one thirteen. but hast walked in the way of the kings of Israel and hast made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to go a-whoring, like to the whoredoms of the house of Ahab. Remember what happened to him, him and Jezebel, and also has slain thy brethren of thy father's house which were better than thyself. So they don't like you to expose them. No, they don't like you to expose them, but they expose themselves. They just need they just need a little reminder. <laughs> You know, they need a little thorn in the flesh because, uh, trust me, they don't like it when you talk about them or uh, if you put something negative up about them on the internet or on YouTube. But they don't mind lying about Jesus. They don't mind lying about Jesus that Jesus walked, when he was on the earth, he walked around and he was looking for $100 bills. He was looking for seed faith offerings. It never happened. Never. Jesus never took up one tithe. He never took up one seed faith offering. And you're going to hear this audio that I'm going to play where Jensen says that when Jesus multiplied the fish, the loaves and the fish, the the, uh, young boy gave him everything he had. He wasn't asking Jesus for anything, if I remember correctly. I don't, I don't remember that he was said to Jesus when he handed him the loaves and the fish, this is my seed faith gift, Jesus. Now multiply it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: they just lie about everything. Jensen, you need to go back to Bible college. You need to go back to Bible college. Here's Jensen from more of the Daystar Telephone, the recent one from last year now.
2: God wants something better for you. He told me to tell you that. He wants something better for you than just struggling. He wants you in a land that is flowing, a place that is flowing with favor, flowing with anointing, flowing and increasing, having power with God and favor with man. And when you... Begin to see that, that you're gifted, that there's something your hands can do. And you need to ask God to put his favor and put his blessing on what your hands can do. You've got a skill set. You've got an ability. He'll provide through the hand of man. He'll provide through the hand of God. He'll provide through your own hand. And lastly, he will provide through your enemy's hand you know that the 10 spies came back and they said we can't we can't do it because the enemies are giants and we are as grasshoppers but two of the spies came back and they said we're well able to take the land and then this remarkable verse in numbers 14 in verse 9 when Joshua says do not rebel against the Lord do not fear these people listen to what he says for they are bread for us. You know what he's saying? He's saying, I believe that God is going to provide for us through our enemy's hand. They're bread for us. God is going to make even our enemies bless us. And God is going to so reverse our situation and put his favor on our lives that We are not grasshoppers, but we are well able to take the land. You know, the ten spies came, and the Bible said, they said, we're not able to do it. You know what? I know the names of the two spies who said we can, Joshua and Caleb. But I bet none of you watching me knows the names of the ten who said we can't. You want to know why? Nobody cares. Nobody cares about the names of people who say we can't. Nobody names their children after people who say we can't. But the two that said we can, they went down in the book as heroes, and they did. You know, it's one of the rare times in the Bible where both parties are right. The people who said we can't didn't. The people who said we can did. What comes out of your mouth can determine whether or not you have victory. And God told me to tell you that he's your provider. He is Jehovah-Jireh. He yeah, knows my what need. Yeah, I I tell, tell you, I've either.
0: seen him do things in
2: this ministry. I've seen him provide for us, including the building yeah. that I'm standing in. And mm. I didn't know how, I didn't know where, but God just said, I'm going to activate man's hand. And I'm going to cause men to give. And then God did some supernatural things, and it was God's hand. And then I've seen our hand produce some things that help and and, and come up with some ideas. And through the creativity and through the power of God, he's used men's hands. He's used God's hand, and he's used my hands. But you know what? He's also used the enemy's hands. Because here's what I want you to see. He said, they are not going to stop us, the giants. Joshua and Caleb said, they are bread for us. God wants to feed you by your enemies' hands. Our enemies, our giants, I'll feed you through the hand of your enemies. They are bread for you. What do you mean? I'm in a lawsuit. I'm going through a challenge with the IRS. I'm facing this. I'm facing that. No weapon formed against you shall prosper every tongue that rises up and it could be just like joseph that god is going to turn what they mean for your evil into your good and favor you even more I love that story in the Old Testament where David was being cursed by someone when he was down and Saul was trying to kill him and everybody was down on him. And there was this little guy named Shimei and he ran up and he was throwing rocks at David and calling him names. And one of David's mighty men said, I think I'll just kill him. And David said, just leave him alone.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm telling you, it's it's like. He
1: double speak Mr double speak because one side of his mouth he's saying, and God wants to bless you, and God wants to help you, and no weapon formed against you will prosper, but it's going to cost you fifty dollars it's fifty dollars a month to to get that package huh. and uh you notice that in the in the uh interview that he was doing with this Dr. Green, so called Dr. Green. I don't know who this guy is, but and he noticed that Dr. Green is calling him Pastor. Instead of calling him Jensen, oh Pastor. And these people they get oh, before he started the broadcast, he went on and on and on flattering Jensen. Oh, I'm just oh, I can't believe I'm so thrilled that Pastor Jensen's gonna be with us today. And uh you know what the Bible says? in Titus a heretic after the first and second admi- admonition rejects that run for your life for these people I don't and that's what needs to happen if we're ever going to clean up the church we have to stop flattering these people stop listening to these people stop inviting these people and just say look go away and when you get your head together and you stop being a heretic you can come back into the fold or when you get saved You can come into the fold. But otherwise, we reject you. No, these people, Charisma Magazine and and TBN and Daystar, they flatter these people and they act like they're Christians. It's not Christian what they're doing. It's not Christian what they're doing. And remember, Jesus said to the Pharisees, and the Sadducees, he said, you're full of extortion and excess. And the word extortion, and these people are extortioners, and I'm surprised they don't get arrested really for extortion. But extortion means drawn from by compulsion, wrested from. And you notice that they go on and on and on and on. And uh, they're, they're doing, trying to get you on, under compulsion to give. Because you have to give in order to get, it, and they're wresting it from you. An extortioner is one who, pract- one who extorts or practices extortion to draw from by force or compulsion, to wrest or wring from by physical force, by menace, duress, violence, authority, or by an illegal means, conquerors extort contributions from the vanquished. <laughs> yeah, right. They're the conquerors. Yeah, they extort contributions from the vanquished. Tyrannical princes extort money from their subjects. That's these guys. They act like a bunch of tyrannical princes. Princes, and this is the meaning of extortion from uh, the sixteen eleven King James. Uh, Officers often extort illegal fees. Confessions of guilt are extorted by the rack. (laughs) Yeah, that was true in that day. A promise extorted by duress is not binding. So, no, it's not binding. And God's not going to bless your mess. He's not going to bless your mess. So, there you go. They're extortioners. Extortioners. And so, let's see. Here's Jensen again. boy That's put it.
2: his lunch in the hands of Jesus.
1: You yeah. remember
2: the story in John 6? It said the boy brought the two fish and the five little pieces of bread. It didn't look like much, but little is much when God is in it. And he put yeah. something in Jesus' hand. Yeah. Jesus, whatever you put in his hand, multiplies. Wow. Whatever you put in his hand multiplies. And if you put a little in his hand, he multiplies a little. If you put a lot in his hand to you, and a lot is relative to your situation. If you put a lot, he multiplies a lot. If you put nothing, he multiplies nothing. (laughs) what I felt led to tell you (sighs) is I believe that there are thousands of people watching me right now That what you put in God's hand during this for the world, it's time to put a gift in God's hand. It may be $50 a month. (laughs) I believe that there are 300 people that can give a one-time gift of $300. Maybe there's others that can do so much more. But I'm believing and I'm setting my faith with Marcus for those $50 a month partners That will say, I'm going to put something in God's hand, and I believe that God will release and multiply what I put in his hand, and he's going to bless you. He's going to bless you through man's hands, through God's hands. He's going to bless you through your own hands. You're actually going to turn the thing around from needing a blessing to becoming a blessing. Do you know what I do now in the season that I'm in? I look for oh, ministries yeah. and people to bless. Uh-oh. It's a joy. I wonder, who can I give to next? <laughs> That's a blessing. Oh. And he's going to bless you. Somebody needs to hear this. The enemy's not going to win. He's going to no. bless you through your enemy's hands.
0: You're he's the enemy. going
2: to bless you. The noose that they made for you. God's going to turn it against, and you're going to see the favor and the blessing. And had you not gone through what you went through, I feel like telling you what didn't kill you is going to make you stronger. Through the enemy's hands, you will come out on top and not bottom, the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. If this word is speaking to you, if this word is registering to you, if this word is is. Sparking faith. My question is, what are you going to put in His hand that He can bless, that He can multiply, that He can increase into your life? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I ask you today to speak to hundreds of people, even, I'm going to say it like I feel it, thousands of people, to pick up the phone or go to the computer. And communicate with Daystar and say, I'm going to sow seed. And I'm going to believe for God to provide through man's hands. Favor. Favor. Through man's hands. God's hands. Your hand. The work of your hands will prosper and be blessed. And your enemy's hands will even bless you in such a time like you've never seen before, and you're going to say with me what I believe with all of my heart, that time, this time, and every time, God will not fail me. God will not forsake me. God will not forget me. If you won't. To be a part of this, I want to encourage you to go to the phone. If God is speaking to you, go to the phone. (laughs) If you know the Lord is doing something in your life, go to the phone. Maybe you've got a son or a daughter that you need to see God intervene in their life. You know how God will provide... Sometimes he'll use the hand of man. He can send somebody to them. and Maybe you can't reach them, but he can send somebody to them. The hand of God. God can supernaturally deliver them. The hand of your enemies even. God can so turn things around and reverse situations that the enemy and even your own hand can be given favor and access again if you've got children if you need god's blessing on your on your business if you need contracts to go through if you're believing god for something unusual and you even need the favor of god on your life you need power with god and favor with man i'm telling you today This is a good season to sow. This is a great ministry to sow. And I want every person under the sound of my voice that would say, I bear witness with that. I'd like to see the hand of man released, the hand of God released, the hand of my enemies even turned from being against me to helping me. Oh, that sounds like that. No, God can do it. He did it in the Bible over and over and over, and he can do it for you. And he can bless the work of your hands, your dream, your assignment, the call of God on your life. If he's speaking to you, go to the phone right now. Dial the number that's on the screen. And I'm going to pray for you in a few moments. And I'm going to, is going to, stretch hand. Maybe you need healing. Maybe you need deliverance. I know what it is. Maybe you are bound by the enemy, and he feels like he's got you. But I'm telling you, the hand of God can come on you, and everything can change. So right now, go to the phone and let's agree together. We want to hear from you. You've heard from the Lord. Now let us hear from you. And Pastor Marcus has come, I believe, with you, Pastor Marcus, that's going to do a mighty, mighty
4: work at day start today. I tell you what, Pastor Jensen, I just sent such a great anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's time to make a decision.
1: The Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit? What are you talking about? It's the Holy Spirit there. The Holy Spirit doesn't talk like that. Anyway, he says that it's all throughout the Bible that you, that you see these things. Well, uh, Jensen, or... Uh, your family or anybody, your wife, anybody that might listen to this broadcast, could you please show me one scripture in the New Testament where anybody ever walked up to Jesus with a shekel as far as hand, putting it in his hand and, and then asking Jesus for a blessing. <laughs> it's not in the Bible. Ignorant, just ignorant. It's ridiculous. The whole thing. It's it's You can't even believe it when you listen to these people. You can't even believe that they're so stupid. But it works. It works because Daystar is worth He says Marcus says that Daystar is worth a billion dollars. So,
4: yeah, it works.
1: Anyway, here's here's uh Marcus At the same telephone.
4: That the devil doesn't want you to be blessed by the Lord. He doesn't want you to be promoted. He doesn't want you to enlarge your territory. So he'll do whatever he can to distract you or to cause you to procrastinate or put it off to another time. But God is saying today, if you will hear my voice, hearken unto my words. That's right out of the Bible. That's not something I I just came up with. So God is looking at you today, and he's saying, okay, here's a test. You want to be blessed? Then follow the instruction of the man of God today and step out. You know, $50 is a lot for some people. For others, it's not. But it's not an amount that's going to cause you to go under if you do it. Why not put God to the test and see what God (laughs) will do? That little boy Jensen talked about with the five loaves and the two fishes, that was everything he had. God's not asking you to give everything you have today. But He's saying, do something. Do something. Put something in his hand that he can bless, that he can multiply. Give him something to work with today. And when you call... I want you to tell our prayer partners what it is you're specifically sowing for. Don't just throw your seed randomly and say, okay, God, just whatever. Sow it specifically and name your seed and say, this is what, Lord, I'm coming into covenant with you that I'm believing for, for the healing of my body, for the salvation of my children. For a door to be opened that only you can open. You know why he can open the door? Jesus said, Behold, I am the door. By me, if any man shall enter in, he will find rest for his weary soul. He's the door today, and you may think that your boss has the The door, or the banker has the door, or the lawyer has the door, or the doctor, or the accountant, or the judge. But God is the one that's in control of that door, and He can open it even when man doesn't want to open it. I love what Pastor Jensen said. He can even cause your enemies to bless you that's even better than your friends blessing you i mean when your enemies start blessing you because that shows it's supernatural because in the natural they don't want to bless you that's why they're your enemy they don't like you they don't want to see you happy or prosperous or blessed so let's what rise up today let's grab a hold of this word and let's act on it and let's say god i don't know how you're going to do this But I believe that's a word from you. Just before I go back to Jensen, think about this. When the storm was raging on the Sea of Galilee, Peter looked out there in the storm and he said, That looks like Jesus. I'm not even sure if it is Jesus, but it looks like him. And I know this, if I stay in this boat, I'm going under. If I don't do something, I'm going to be overcome by the waves and the water. I'm going to drown. But Peter, but Jesus said, Peter, it is I. I'm the one that's speaking to you. And Peter didn't step out on the water. He stepped out on the word that Jesus gave when he gave him the instruction, Peter, step out of that boat. The boat's your source of problem. The boat is what's going under. The boat is what's going to sink. Step out on my word. I'm encouraging you today. There's at least a dozen people that you don't even need for another minute to pass by. This is a part of the test. Will you do instant obedience? Will you be quick to hear the word of the Lord and act on what he says? Because there's going to come a time in the near future when you're going to need God to quickly respond or quickly intervene for you or your family. And you know what? as you show God that you can be quick to hear what he says, what does the Bible say about it? To him that is willing and obedient, they will eat the good of the land. Being willing, say, Lord, I'm willing. But if you're really willing, go ahead and do it and show the Lord your obedience. Pastor Jensen,
0: <laughs> share a
4: story or two of what you've seen God.
0: Oh, dear. I'm telling you,
1: Marcus, he's 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 a Total con artist, reprobate. I don't even know where, where to get this stuff from. It's unbelievable, isn't it? But it works. It, it works. They manage to build their kingdoms and they take advantage of hurting people, which is totally wicked. These people are wicked. I don't know how they laid their head down on the pillow at night and go to sleep unless they're totally seared over. You have to be totally seared over. Could you imagine spending a day like that? And they have these uh, I think, three or four times a year. They call them heart for the world, but they don't have any heart for anybody but themselves. But could you imagine spending the day conning people all day long? And uh, then you go home and you and you put your head down on your pillow and you go to sleep like nothing happened. There has to be something wrong with you because you know that as a Christian, when you do something to uh, hurt other people, you feel guilty about it. You do because you're convicted. These people aren't even convicted. They just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And, uh, Anyway, we'll see what God does as far as we'll see what's going to happen with uh, this thing, the daystar thing, and uh, with Jensen. I wouldn't want to be them, and uh, you can keep your filthy lucre because it's not going to help you in the end. But I don't think we're we're going to get to talking about Ravi today. I think we'll do that pro- program next week because it's quite, really, it's quite extensive. The uh, the whole sex scandal thing and very disturbing. So we'll talk about that next week. But I wanted to mention, I I was very encouraged this week to see these stories on uh, the Christian Post. I'm not recommending the Christian Post because they, as far as I'm concerned, they've compromised too in many areas as far as their reporting. And so the only reason I went there to uh, see these articles because I had seen the headline on another website, so I wanted to read it. But uh, they did this story about Dave Ramsey, which I just thought this was wonderful because this is real Christianity that when God blesses these ministries, which he's blessed Dave Ramsey, you don't don't see these uh, TV preachers, you don't see them going and and buying people houses or paying their debts. People that are really hurting and through no fault of their own have gone into debt and there's really no way out. But here's the headline was, Dave Ramsey forgives $10 million of debt to show the love of Jesus Christ. Now that is showing the love of Jesus Christ, yes because he wasn't asking for anything in return. He wasn't sowing any seeds. He was just doing it because he's a Christian and he wanted to really help people. But the story says, imagine getting a phone call today that someone had paid off your medical and car debt completely with no strings attached. That's what happened to 8,000 people Dave Ramsey, the financial expert, has been helping people regain control of their money, build wealth, and enhance their lives. Now, I don't totally agree with everything that Dave Ramsey teaches, but that's besides the point here. As he explained in a recent article, I always tell my team that we are blessed for one reason, and that is to be a blessing to others. Well, yeah, that's what the prosperity teachers teach you, but they don't don't practice what they preach, but he apparently did. But he reports that every Ramsey Solution team member got to make phone calls and deliver the good news. Ramsey anticipates one question. What the heck would anyone scoop up? Why the heck would anyone scoop up $10 million worth of debt and pay it off just like that? Here's his explanation. Well, the answer is simple. To show the love of Jesus, you see, this whole completely forgiving a debt thing has been done before by him. No other pair to that one. But we felt this was one small way we could continue to pass on that love. Oh, that that is beautiful. So you can imagine how people felt around Christmas and getting this phone call that their debts were going to be paid. And so... That's Christianity in action. You see, you're not going to get that from the government. The government, they wrangle, they've wrangle. they been wrangling for months. Okay, they sent out a stimulus check. When was that? In June or July. And in the meantime, people are losing their businesses. They're losing their homes. They can't go to work because they're being locked down. And And since then, they've been going back and forth about Giving people two six hundred dollars, two thousand dollars, and they still didn't still didn't do it. So they don't care about you, you know. There's no love there, and it's up to the to the body of Christ and the uh, Church of the Lord Jesus Christ to be the people that uh, really ha- have um, the love of God. And we show the love of God by helping people just for the sheer joy of helping them. And that's what, that's what it's supposed to be about uh, as Christians. We're supposed to give to, uh, uh, out of love, just like the uh, third John says, for God so loved the world that he gave. And that's the reason we give. He gave and we give. Not because we're being beat over the head every Sunday for 10% or somebody's telling you to sow a seed to get your need in it. Because that's not even Christian to do that. And we want to show, how how are we going to win the world? Or some of the world, we won't win the whole world, but by example and by not being hypocrites and not being greedy and all the things that God hates. So we have a long way to go down this road that we're on, uh, trying to reform the church and uh, trying to help people come out of this mindset. It's really mind-controlled. It's a, it's a form of mind-control that these people are under that go to these buildings and they sit under these uh, greedy pastors that have no love for God's sheep a real pastor doesn't care if the people that attend his church give or they don't give. He's not going to minister to them any less they're givers or they're not givers. And that's the way it's supposed to be. But in a lot of these churches, if the pastor knows who's tithing or who's giving and they will shun you, they will treat you differently. If you're a big giver, they, um, they treat you a different way. I saw that many, many times in churches. And I, I saw peop- I saw pastors go out of their way. It didn't matter what the rich and wealthy people did to other people in the church. You couldn't say anything because they weren't going to rock the boat, especially with the big givers. So it's a vicious, vicious cycle. But pastors have to get that mindset that, we're, they're not having Sunday morning meetings or, or Wednesday, Wednesday night services just to take up offerings to build their kingdom or to fulfill their vision. They're there to minister to people and to love people. And uh, that's the reason why we do ministry. And God, it's up to the Lord to bless us however he chooses to bless us. We don't have to beg. We don't have to cry. We don't have to have to. Uh, have these tactics that use these tactics that people use it's despicable really it's disgusting and it's despicable and we would love to see an end to it I would love to see it end and for this thing to stop because it truly the Christians can really help people but so many people have gone into debt to give these offerings they go and they borrow money on their credit card or they borrow the money somehow to to uh, pay these people and it's just not right so don't fall for it give out of love and if you're in one of these churches run for your life, hit the door running and don't go back (laughs) amen so we'll do the uh, program on Robbie Zacharias next week so remember the most important thing today is do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Jesus said in the third chapter of John that you must be born again. First you're born of your mother, then you must be born again of the Spirit of God. And Romans 10.10 says, confession is made with the mouth unto salvation. So you repent of your sins and ask Jesus to come into your life and this is how I got saved, so this is what worked for me, is I got down on my knees one night in a room, and I had heard the gospel, people telling me about Jesus, and I asked Jesus, I didn't really know if he was real or not, I I really didn't know that, but I asked him, I said, if you're real, you're really who you say you are, then come into my life and change my life. And I'm sorry for my sins. I had to realize that I was a sinner because a lot of people say, well, I, I, I don't sin. I don't do anything wrong. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. So that's what I did. And I woke up the next morning and I was a changed person. I really was a changed person. I didn't want to do the things that I did before. And I was hungry for the word of God. I started reading the Bible. I couldn't get enough And Jesus changed my life. And he could do it for you, no matter what you're going through today. And I know some of you are going through hard times. But God will be there for you. And it's a free gift. Amen. So thanks, everybody, for stopping by. Thank you, Shannon and Rick in the chat room. And all my listeners around the world, thank you for listening. And be blessed, okay? We'll see you next week.